610, it is mornings with Sue and Andy. The pandemic has impacted virtually every industry in the world of sports is no exception. Few sports fans know this more than fans of the CFL. With a look ahead into the potential for a 2021 season and what the future holds for the league, we are joined by Moshe Lander, professor of economics at Concordia University with a specialization in sports. Good morning to you, Moshe. Good morning. Why wasn't the bumper music the Stampeders? You're well, starting with the Kings, right? Because <laughs> because we played, uh, well, actually, we played the Stampeders fight song earlier because we're all stamps all the time today. Uh, holding out hope because we miss our Stampeders and we miss the CFL. And it's interesting, what a unique situation as we've seen so many other pro leagues make their return in some fashion. So what are your thoughts on the CFL's return in 2021, Moshe? Well, the fact is that they're returning in 2021, so that's the good news, right? 2020 was a completely lost season, and they weren't able to salvage even a few games at the end there. So uh, the fact that they're coming back, the fact that they're kind of committed to starting on June 10, which would be the normal start date, Mm -hmm. means that things are looking up for the CFL from 2020. Only up from here. So there's the good news there. Absolutely. So let's talk about this, what it might look like. Do you, do you see a potential for a you know, condensed schedule or a, a change up like we've seen for the NHL to make things work? So there's a potential for any amount of things that can go wrong. So the good news is that there will be a season. The bad news is, will it be a full season? Will they get the way through? So I think the starting point, of course, is going to be that there's no fans. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that there's any vaccination rollout plan that's going to uh, secure the ability for fans to return, uh, you know, in June. Uh, as the vaccination rolls out, as uh, things get a little safer, hopefully into the fall, we'll see that fans start to return. But I don't think we're going to see the crazy crowds at McMahon that we would have seen in 2019 and years past. So it, it's still going to be a, a very sparse-looking stadium. Uh, but the fact is that there should at least be fans that come along the way. And Moshe, let's face it, I mean, the, the CFL is a business, right? The Stampeders are a business. So how do they make it through a season without the dollars from the fans? Well, the starting point for them was they made a proposal to the players uh, asking them to take a 20% pay cut off the top with a promise that if fans return, some of that 20% can be clawed back. Now, you can imagine the, the players were not particularly thrilled with the idea of cuts and uh, especially when you're talking about CFL salaries, right? These are not the Patrick Mahomes of the world that are earning forty million dollars yeah. a year and hey, what sixteen million among friends, right? Um, it, it's when they're talking about earning in the low six figures to begin with, if not even in the five figures. Twenty percent is a significant uh, chunk of their their salary, and a lot of them have taken on jobs elsewhere that they're loath to walk away from uh, on the promise that hey, that money might come back if fans return. So. Uh, you know, this is one of those pressure points where things could go sideways here and might not have a season start at the beginning of June. And, of course, all of the safety protocols, if there's cancelled games, it's not like hockey where you can make those things up. Mm-hmm. And you, we talked about this. You mentioned the business aspect. And so many of these professional sports leagues tied to their television deals. The TV deals, though, have been inked. It's not like they can be rejigged. So um, it's interesting because they're probably going to have to deliver a certain amount to, for example, TSN, uh, but there's no wiggle room to change things up, is there? No, and and that's exactly why they're going to return. As much as they're going to say it's for the fans, of course, if the fans are not in attendance, it's really not for the fans. It's that they have obligations to TV partners, and, and that's a huge amount of money for 
this league. They, they are extremely reliant on game day revenues and ticket sales and all of the ancillary stuff that goes on in the stadium, parking, concessions, and things like that. So if they're not getting that money, they absolutely need that TV deal, and they need to be able to deliver you know, Thursday night, Friday night football, as well as on the weekend. And, and they can't afford to be canceling games because you can't have a team double up in the next week and play two games in a week. It's just not safe. And so they need to make sure that these players are going to be out on the field every single week, according to the schedule that they ultimately agree on. And another potential savior on the horizon, this discussion about a partnership with the XFL. How, how does that look, do you think? Do you think that might be a positive thing or is that a bit uh, negative to you? It's controversial. Um, it has the potential that it could be good, but there's so many logistics that need to work out. I think it was kind of a bit of a trial balloon just to see what the response from fans is going to be. Remember that the XFL is essentially like a slight modification of the NFL version of the game. And the CFL takes great pride in its 110 yards and three downs and 12 players and uh, the Canadian content. And so you know, I, I think what the CFL is going to watch here is we don't want a replay of what we saw in the 90s with a disastrous American expansion project. Um, so how they're going to reconcile these two leagues. And given the fact that the XFL is kind of committed to picking up football from like the moment the Super Bowl ends into the early spring, where the CFL is a late spring into the early winter sort of sport, uh, I, I'm not really sure how they're going to kind of square that circle. But it'll be interesting to see. But it's not a case that we'd see, you know, the same, like a combinational league. You think this will be more of a sharing so that these players will have the opportunity to play basically all year long? That's the great mystery, right? Mm-hmm. So they've, they've kind of left it open-ended. And, and so it leads us to speculate and to, to create kind of excitement. And that's why I'm saying that I think part of it is just traveling to see where does our imagination go and what is it that we're willing to accept? So if it's the idea that, yeah, this can become kind of like a developmental league, the way that the, the G League uh, is now becoming really a developmental league for the NBA, then okay, maybe this is some sort of kind of hybrid where if you don't want to go to U.S. college and deal with all the NCAA rules, then now you have the possibility to make any number of on-ramps to get up to the NFL by playing either in the XFL in the spring or um, much the way that, you know, baseball has kind of the Venezuelan and Mexican leagues playing in the uh, off-season for players that want to kind of fix up on their craft and, and bounce back to the majors. Maybe that's what they're looking at. But until they come out with the specific details, we're really just kind of making guesswork here and uh, seeing if this is something that we want to consider, you know, hooking up with the XFL. Well, since it's guesswork anyway, are, are the Stamps going to win the Grey Cup this year, Moshe? Ooh. I hope so. <laughs> if, if we're going to go two seasons without football here, let's at least have something good to talk about. With here, the here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm full for that. Well, and I know that the, that, that factor of as far as waiting, the fans are rabid and we're very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for sharing your thoughts with us uh, this morning, Moshe. And uh, I feel a little bit better having talked to you because, you know, we were unclear as to how things might look, but you're a man in the know. So we appreciate your time. Anytime. Go Stamps, go. <laughs> there you have it. That is Moshe Lander, economics professor from Concordia University with a specialization in sports economies.